This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Hello and welcome to another episode of the W12 podcast. Uh, we're on episode 12. Uh, my name is Ben Platt. Thank you for listening. Uh, we're doing a bit of a Christmas special this week, um, if you can call it that. Probably just because it's Christmas. Um, but um, <laughs> who have we got with us today? We've got Duncan McCready. We've we've got Bradley Platt joining, taking some time out of his busy schedule to, to, to join <laughs> us. And Chris Hermitage. How are you, lads? You okay? Yeah, all good. Thank you, mate. Yeah, very well, Christ- Ben. All in the Christmas spirit. All in the Christmas spirit. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm a postie, so I hate Christmas, to be fair, but. <laughs> Don't you get paid a bit, though? Get left some tips and. Oh, I've done all right this year of tips, yeah. Can't complain. He's joking, aren't you? He's been on strike most of it. I was going to say, yeah. He hasn't been working, has he? <laughs> right, Brad, right. welcome back, mate. Cheers, mate. It's good to be back on and see your faces and talk about QPR. So hopefully. Where have you been, mate? Been busy, mate, with work and I've, I've bought a house, so I've been doing that up. So, yeah. So we've been busy, man. Fair enough, fair enough. Just so everyone knows, we've got um, midfield maestro Tim Urabunum joining us. Make sure I got that right. I think I did. Um, joining us in the next five to ten minutes. But before he does, let's get stuck in to Preston. Typical QPR fashion. Um, I think I think everyone who was willing to listen or bet in, I said, bet Preston are a good value. <laughs> um, but again, typical QPR. We go away, put on a really good performance. Controlled the majority of the match, I thought. Um, should have should have won by more, really, when you look at the game. Um, Brad, I'll come to you first, mate. What did you make of the game? Uh, well, I think we had a strong first half. Um, I think we we come out looking work, looking good. Um, different sort of team coming out. They all looked like they wanted it from the, from the get-go, I thought. Um, Defence and Dezel were brilliant Dezel being one of the best players of the park on the day but what's Tim got to do to score unfortunately <laughs> hitting the post again just needing to get a goal but yeah I think look we've got a good three points away from home so yeah we'll take that Chris did you see much in the way of how we set up and the way we played any different to the way pre 
Neil Critchley and Mickey, Mickey Bills style? Was there much difference, did you think? I think we kept Willock and Adoma a lot wider than we uh, yeah. have done previously. Obviously, the majority of the season, we've had Willock and Chair, and you don't want the, the two of them hugging the touchline because it goes against their natural way of playing. But uh, that's more normal for Adoma. Um, but we got back into shape very quickly. Um, I thought the first sort of 20, 25 minutes, um, Dykes was really good. I'm only talking about kind of basically just getting himself involved in the play, holding the ball up. His touch was strong, bringing people in. It was like, that's what, that's what he especially and the team need early on in an away game. But touches not to go awry, to be like, right, I can make this stick um, and bring others into the game. And yeah, and I was delighted with the win. Um, but you quickly kind of realised watching that game why Preston have only scored five goals at home all season. They, yeah, they weren't up so much really. Previous week they scored four away and were great, but at home they don't seem to be doing it. I was a bit disappointed with that. They won 4-1 the week before against Blackburn away. I expected them to be, um, you know, bagging forward up for it, but I don't, I don't know if it was a mixture of us just being... We just went straight out, didn't we? It felt like it felt like Critchley had given them a bit of a loot, uh, given them a bit of a team talk to just go out there and just play rather than sit back. And you kind of got that feeling from the first sort of five or ten minutes, Dunk. Yeah, I think yeah, you definitely feel like obviously I've, we said obviously the season quite a few times we slow like we're slow starters and we weren't at all. Like, we really came out of traps. We really like, got on the front foot early doors and we took control of the game, which I don't feel we've done. A lot this season. We've had a few games where we've like dominated, but yeah, it was a kind of like almost like a change in mentality. The players seemed to know what they had to do, and I, I don't want to say I, it was a comfortable win, but I never really felt we were that threatened. And well, I felt but, like we had the game in control for like most of the majority of the match. Preston at the end, I don't know how that didn't go in in the net. To be honest, what the volley? The volley, yeah, yeah. When that was coming over in the air, you were just thinking. Uh, settling in the bottom corner and we're going to get stung here. But um... and then any other day that on that game, Willett would have buried that volley, wouldn't he? As well. Yeah, yeah. Great play from Radoma to dink that ball in. Um, yeah. I want, to, I want to touch on a couple of things, Jimmy Dunn. I want to touch on our striking issues as well because you make up a big points around the fact that we should have been out of sight really before that last five or ten minutes anyway. Um, only being one nil up put us at a bit of a it made it the last five or 10 minutes a bit of a sticky situation, but we'll go through that in a second, but I believe Tim's here. So we'll just welcome him. Welcome him in. We welcome Tim midfield maestro at the moment. How are you, Tim? Welcome. I'm good. Thanks. How are you? Yes. Very well. Thank you. Before you come on, we were having a bit of a debate. Um, before, we thought we'd start off with it while it was fresh in our mind. And, and who we were talking about, um, Sinclair Armstrong and around the the the, 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 um, the, the challenge, the balls challenge, you know, the ball balls. Yeah. Um, and we were wondering who would win in a race between you and him in a straight foot race, right? We're yeah. split two and two. So we just wondered what, because I, I think you're a lot quicker than him, but we've had, we, we were, we're 50-50 here. I reckon he's more explosive. I reckon Tim will have him on the distance. No, I don't know. I think Sink's pretty quick still. So. I'm rapid. Yeah. Did you see? You saw my burners earlier on the weekend. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's exactly. what I'm saying. People, people aren't that you know. Ethan and I, I tell it. I tell them all the time. I'm rapid, but they don't want to believe me. But 
Nah, we'll make it happen. All right, one day, whatever <laughs> happens, have a race, film it, and we'll see who wins. Um, right. I, I, I've got you down, Tim. Right. And you didn't do the, the challenge. Have you done the, 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 the um, crystal ball challenge? Are you doing it? Nah, I stayed away from that, so that ain't me still. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Um, did you watch the World Cup? Yeah, I watched it, yeah. What did you what did you think of it being sort of around this sort of time of the year and do you enjoy it? Yeah, I did to be fair. I'm just obviously Ronaldo is my goat, isn't it? Is he? <laughs> oh no. <laughs> oh, I'm getting stick up at everyone, man. No, I mean, I'm on your I'm with you. Ronaldo's the goat. Is he no. goat <laughs> Messi, surely. No, Ronaldo's still. But yeah, no, it was good, yeah. Definitely. Brad, that takes one of your questions away, doesn't it? Yeah, I know. I'll put Messi or Ronaldo, but he's just answered it already. That's Ronaldo still. Tim, okay, I'll, I'll quickly start off with, with a few questions about yourself. And I mean, how um, we were just chatting about how well we thought you'd done since you've come in, and 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 um, you've really, really impressed us. What, what what is your own view on how you started the season with QPR? Um, I think um, first couple of games was a bit rough for me. Still, I was um, struggling to like get into the pace of the game and like I just needed a couple of games to like adapt like I kept getting pushed off the ball and like I don't know it's different to like 23s football but then obviously after a couple of games I adapted and then yeah just been going strong yeah is it much difference between the academy football and, and, and what you've done before I know you've had a couple of Premier League games but but yeah. but you know you said you found it difficult what, what what was it specifically that made it so difficult to adjust uh, like the physicalness like the amount of running you have to do, like everyone's just like hench, you know what I mean? Like every time I jump up for a header, I'm always getting like barged in the back by like strong midfield and stuff. So like it's just playing against proper men, obviously against the players in the under-21s. I can just run past anyone because I'm strong enough to do that. But in this league, it's different. You have to be like, you have to adapt and play differently, yeah. I think we had Andre on recently. Uh, recently. I can't remember a few yeah. months ago. He was saying that people... Um, he was getting pinched every now and again, and people like accidentally stamping on his feet and stuff like that. Yeah. Is that stuff still? Is it still? Does that happen? Yeah, they're always doing that, especially from like corners and um, wide free kicks. They're always like blocking you and stuff. Like so you have to be so focused all the time. Um, obviously, it does. It feels like a bit of a mad last couple of months, or especially last month at QPR. What's that been like experiencing a manager sort of suddenly leaving, especially when we're doing doing so well? I mean, how's that experience been? Um, I don't know. It didn't really affect me. Like I just try and focus on myself. Like I experienced it at Villa, like when Gerard came in after Dean Smith left. So it was, you know, it's kind of the same thing. But yeah, I just just carried on doing what I do best. Like it didn't really affect me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously Neil Critchley's coming. Have you do you aware of him? Did you play under him before? We yeah, wasn't quite was, sure. Yeah, he was the assistant uh, start of the season, so I was with him. For you were there, were you? Season. Yeah. Yeah. Has there been any big major changes since he's come in? Um, not really. Just a bit of, you know, change some tactical stuff. But now, nah, not really. It's pretty much similar. Yeah, um, we were um, we were chatting before as well about how when you came in, you, you sort of you came in as maybe a number six and yeah. you know, a bit of a bit of a CDM if you like. But we've sort of seen you play as more forward thinking and on the front foot, and you've you seem really good. I mean. Is there a preferred way you'd like to play, or is it that since you've been here, you've kind of changed how you play? Yeah, previously? I, I used to play eight. Like when I was younger, I was always an eight, like a box to box midfielder. But I don't know. When I went to Villa, I just went changed into a six for a bit. I don't know why. Just 
don't know, maybe it was the safer position, I don't know, but I think coming here has like brought out it brought it out of me and like I now know I can do that box to box role very good as well. So but yeah, I prefer Is that the role you prefer to do. Is that the one you'd prefer to do? I think as a six, like you don't get to go forward as much, and it's a bit boring. It's not boring, but you're not involved as much, you know what I mean? But hey, you can like it's free room, you can go wherever you want. You're more on the ball, you get to get up and down. So yeah, I prefer eight to be fair. What's been the biggest chat difference between coming, not the championship as such, but more the clubs as in Aston Villa and QPR? Has there been any major, obviously the size of the clubs, but has yeah. there been anything that you've noticed different since you've come over? Um, well, to be fair, at Villa when I was there, like, because the old gaffer Mick, like, it's the same formation and it's so, like the way they played and stuff was all the same. So the only, only stuff that would have changed is like, like the facilities and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah. But I was due to the club being bigger, but yeah, nothing really, yeah. No. You've, you've had to, have you had to adapt to the facilities or the way the way QPR is, I suppose, the villa? Or or is it, you, you know, you're fine, you just you just deal with it? Obviously, like the gym and that, it's not the same, but nah, there's, ways, there's always ways around it, it? So yeah, it's fine. Cool. Um, and obviously your transfer to QPR, um, it felt like it was rumoured for... for for ages, really, but yeah. did it just come about out of the blue? Was it sort of planned? Were you waiting for the green light? Was there was there other offers? I mean, what can you talk us through that, that sort of trans, the transfer of? Yeah, I had a I had a couple of offers, but like um, the old gaffer, he spoke to me from like the start of preseason and just like let me know like if like you want to come and like come and play for us, then like we're happy to have you. And like I always had that in the back of my mind, like. I knew I wasn't like I wasn't playing much at Villa. I wasn't really, I wouldn't say not enjoying it, but because I weren't playing, I was like, you know, not enjoying it. But yeah, but so yeah, um, it, it came to that. I think it was Arsenal. We played Arsenal. Villa played Arsenal, and I didn't get on. And then after that, um, Gerard said, "Yeah, like you can go and play." I was like, "Yeah, I'm happy to go." And since you've been here, I mean, who have, who have you been? Is there any particular players that you've been really impressed with or someone that has, has, has take, taken your eye since you've been here? Well, um, Elias, I'd probably say Elias Chair. Like, when it, my first session with him, like, just like how quick his feet are, the things he does on the ball, like, like him, especially, and Chris as well. But them two there, they're a joke on the ball. Ethan, Ethan Laird. He loves to go forward. He's not a safe player, you know what I mean? Like, he's always attacking. And then Tyler Roberts as well, obviously. He's a Prem player, so like, we know about him, yeah. But obviously, you know, it's a good, it's a good team. Like, it's a strong squad. Like, everyone's, like, like, very good, yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, obviously the fact that Ilias uh, went to the World Cup obviously demonstrates how good a player yeah, he is. Yeah. And... Um, have, has he spoken to any of the squad since he's been away? Like, have people been in touch with him or kind of yeah. let him do his own thing over there? No, after every game, like, or before, no, before every game in the group chat, everyone would say good luck. And like when they got through, we'd say congrats and stuff. And then obviously when he made it, when he came on, was it against Croatia? Yeah. Yeah, everyone was saying like congrats and stuff. So yeah, we spoke to him a bit, yeah. Yeah, and no, that's good. Same I mean, as, Same as Senny as well, like for both of them, yeah. Yeah, I mean... QPR fans were buzzing on Saturday, the fact that we were winning at the same time that Chair was coming on in the World Cup. It yeah. was perfect kind of double double hit for us. Yeah. Um, is he back? Is he back, is he? Yeah. 
Nah, he hasn't come. I think he's in tomorrow, yeah, maybe. I, think. Oh, I was going to say, when he walks in, I can imagine him with his big grin walking in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's definitely going to have some, like, little little remarks about that, but no, it's all right. <laughs> I, I'd do the same, to be fair, if I played at the World Cup. <laughs> exactly. But, um, but you have played at the Euros in terms of uh, England under 19. So we wanted to ask you about that, kind of your experience of that, um, the best players you played with at the tournament and um, kind of how it was to have won something of your country. Yeah, uh, that was uh, probably one of the best experiences I've had so far. Like, just like everything to do with it, like traveling to Slovakia, doing all the pre-tournament stuff, and then just like the games, just every, just even being on camp with like like everyone's a good player and you playing for England, like just yeah, it was a good experience. Like playing against teams like in the final, Iran, like you'd expect them to be not very good, but like even them, they were bopping it, like they're very good. Like every every team that went was very good. So yeah, it was like a very good tournament, a strong tournament to be in, yeah. Yeah. And then does that obviously give you uh give you hope that obviously in sort of four years time and especially like watching the world cup now you can think look in four years time i could be there i mean emmy martinez said uh, that he was in the crowd in russia watching yeah. argentina and he said to his mate in in the stadium in four years time i'm going to be playing for argentina and obviously he was and he won the world cup so <laughs> to say like we're expecting you to tell us right now yeah i will be the midfield <laughs> maestro for england and lead us to the World Cup in four years' time, but at least you're on the, you feel you're on the, the pathway and being involved in the younger age groups and um, you can see the vision at least. Yeah, definitely. Like, we've got the um, the World Cup, the under-20s World Cup at the end of this season. So that'll be a good experience. I think that's in either Indonesia or Singapore, one of them, I'm not sure. But yeah, that'll be a good experience and uh, we'll see how well we can do there. Yeah, I mean, we've obviously had a lot of it's been a lot more recent championships at England youth level uh, in the last sort of uh, three four years compared to the rest of most of our lifetimes to be honest um, yeah. so we're definitely definitely going in, going in the right direction in terms of how close do you think you are to scoring your first goal for QPR like you seem to <laughs> you make you basically force the keeper to make in a ridiculous save every single game or hit the post or hit the crossbar like mm. it just seems you're inches away um, do you kind of feel the same or? I, I can't believe I still haven't scored, I'll be honest. Like after every game, like, I'm thinking like, how have I not scored? Like I've had so many, like even one-on-one chances where I've just like misstruck the ball or something or just the keepers made a good save. Like I have a, like, I have a feeling before games, like this is the one and like, it's just never come. Like last game, I think I had four shots and I didn't score. Like, I don't know, but now nah, it's coming. Hopefully it's, yeah. boxing day, boxing day. Have you got That's a special it. celebration lined up for when you get that goal? I ain't got nothing lined up still. Is there any banter around the camp with you not scoring yet? Is it, is uh, yeah. people, people, are, people are onto my shooting still, like, my <laughs> shooting's miles off it. <laughs> but nah, it's, it's coming, it's coming. Exactly, no, you're, you are so close. And I think I've probably, I've got on my seat at least three or four times already celebrating the goal as you've hit it. And <laughs> just, keepers are just, Pulling off ridiculous saves, but yeah, we you're going a, a great run. Like as soon as you get one, be like dominoes, and you'll be getting yeah. two, three, four, and that's for sure. It'll um, be like a scrappy goal, but it'll be like a scrappy little tapping or something. That's what I'll you want. Take though, anything isn't? at this rate, I'll take it. 
<laughs> um, I wanted to ask you about, is this the first time you've lived away from home? Obviously being um, the age you, age you are kind of moving to a London-based club, kind of how have you adapted if this is the first time you've lived away from home and um, kind of there's anybody in the squad who's particularly helped you out with that at all? To be fair, when I was at back in Birmingham, I lived on my own as well. So, but obviously it's a bit different because, like, if I was bored, I like have friends to go to, family. But obviously in London, I'm just a bit on my own. But now um, I feel like I've coped with it well. Like the first couple of weeks, I was bored out of my brains. I didn't know what to do. Like I was always just, you know, when you're so bored, you just fall asleep. Yeah. <laughs> that would just happen to me all the time. But. Now nah, I've found stuff to do. I like, invite friends over sometimes. Uh, I've gone out with the lads four times, Ethan, Leon, even Unks. So yeah, just <laughs> you must have occupied it, just stuff to do. You know You've I mean? been out with Unks? What, what, what does that involve? Tell um, us more. Me, me, Unks, me, Unks, Leon and Eve went to some, uh, um, some Nigerian restaurant. It was nice, to be fair. Uh, <laughs> I, was, I was thinking maybe you did kick up somewhere down the park or something. Oh, nah. <laughs> His kick ups are a joke, so I can't do that. <laughs> I thought he would have won that bauble challenge, but he didn't. He didn't, did he? So I, did, I didn't. I didn't see him. I didn't even watch the video. I don't know who's done it. I saw Jimmy, but Jimmy, Jimmy's a tech man. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to spoil it for anybody listening, but yeah, just yeah. go and watch it, and uh, yeah, I think you'll be surprised by the end result. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's interesting that you mentioned kind of like. Um, potentially like being bored and finding things to do because another question I'd written down was like what do professional footballers do in their spare time because obviously we know like you're not in training from it's not like you get there at nine and finish at half five like most people they're working day you're working days probably what two three hours at training then obviously yeah. you've got days off so can that be difficult at times like obviously we have this image that the life of a professional footballer is amazing and it's the pinnacle and all of us would want to be doing it. But obviously with the talk about uh, mental health, a lot more common now, is mm -hmm. it, do you find it can be difficult at times? Um, it depends. Sometimes like after training, I'll like stay and just do extra, just like to waste time. If you get me like I'd leave training at like half four, get back for like five ish. And then, like the day's almost done, but when I get home at like two, three, Jesus, I'm bored out of my brain. But <laughs> I don't know, I'll just watch Netflix or something, just play PlayStation, just do something to keep myself occupied. Yeah, and there's always, yeah, stuff to be able, stuff to, be able to do. Um, the last question that I've got before I pass you over to Dunk is, is there any players you watch kind of growing up that you feel have influenced your playing style? Like my mate bangs on me all the time about how he thinks he sees Yaya Torre in your game. Um, I don't know if that one has come up before or if there's anybody else that you look at and go, yeah, that's kind of similar. To be fair, mine's Pogba still, Paul Pogba. Yeah, but Doug says, Doug says that, don't you? <laughs> yeah. Every day. That's what I say. I say like your style, even like how you run and like how you move on the ball just reminds me of Pogba. Yeah. Nah, I watch, I watch him so much like before, like before. Before I go out for games, I'll watch him on YouTube. I'll just type in Pogba, best bits. I'll watch him <laughs> out. I even had blonde hair because I wanted to be Pogba last season. <laughs> yeah, I'm Pogba. I'm a Pogba fan still. you you got, you got to have a blue strip in your hair. He's done that, hasn't he? I, I thought that was a bit... I thought I was pushing it a bit, so I left that. I left that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tim, I just wanted to touch up on... Obviously, Chris touched on it a little bit, but 
like as a 19 year old coming on loan obviously do the club give you like an older senior pro as like a mentor to kind of help you settle in or is it kind of like just young lad living up in the city <laughs> um I don't think like the club gave me anyone but Leon was like I don't know he must have just like he's probably been through his experience he like just took it upon himself to come and like look after me almost like just like checking in on me all the time like always pushing me like if my standards are drop he'll be on to me all the time like he'll always be on to me like if I'm messing about or something but like he's always saying it like he just wants the best for me and like he's seen it like before where players have took the the mick and like not have done as well as they could have and stuff like that yeah. so nah the the club didn't give me anyone I think just like just the players took it upon themselves but it's yeah. a it's a young it's a young group in it so like I can relate to them more you know what I mean yeah yeah. No, fair enough. Obviously, we are quite a young group, but also a talented group. Like, how well do you think the team can do this season? Like, do you guys talk about playoffs, promotion, or is that kind of like a taboo subject? You just like go about every game as it comes. Now we 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 know we can like. I'd say promotion, but obviously we've dropped loads of points. But like, we know we're good enough. Like, it's just whether we're we're playing at our best. Like. There's been games where we've drew or lost, but we've been on top, had many shot chances and stuff. Like, no, we know we're good enough to be in promotion at least. Like, that's the worst for you, I mean. Yeah. Um, do you have any personal aims for the season? Like, have you kind of set yourself some targets or some goals to achieve whilst you're on loan with us? Um, no, I, I haven't actually done that, to be fair. I just take every game by game, to be fair. Yeah. Yeah. Nah, fair enough. Um, obviously, it's been a bit strange having the World Cup, obviously, in like the winter months. Is that is that strange for you guys, like having to have like a break and obviously having condensed games like before and after it? Yeah, obviously, it's been weird because we've never done it before. But I think them, like we had 10 days off. I think that helped me because I had to just rest and relax. Like, obviously... I was playing like 21s in around the first team last season. So fitness wise, like compared to me playing now, like Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, three game weeks and stuff like that. I reckon I'm taking days off has helped me loads because I'm not used to playing so often, you know what I mean? So yeah, I think it was good for us really. Yeah, good. Obviously we kind of briefly touched on it earlier, but do you think yourself as like a CDM, a box-to-box, attacking midfielder, where would you say you would want to play if you were kind of the gaffer putting yourself into the team? Where do you want to be? Yeah, I'd, I'd put myself as a box-to-box midfielder because I, I like to defend, I like to attack as well. So like, I reckon that in the six, like you can only do so much, whereas the eight, you can do pretty much everything. So yeah. Tim, I wanted to ask you, have the lads had a Christmas party? <laughs> yeah, we just went for food. Oh, did you? Yeah, no, no clubbing. We don't do any clubbing or anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just want to. I'll finish on the uh, quick fire questions, which I like doing. Break uh, it up a bit. So, childhood idol. Pogba. Biggest fear. <laughs> Heights. <laughs> FIFA or COD. FIFA. Night in or night out. Night out. Uh, <laughs> Best away ground you've played in? Played in? Probably the last one, King Pass. Yeah. Oh, I've got Messi or Ronaldo, but we already know that. First football kit you wore? 
No, some Sun Coldfield one or Sun United one. <laughs> Biggest wind up merchant at QPR. Wind oh that's me still. Oh <laughs> <laughs> QPR home or awake it. I'm gonna wake it still. Do wake it some nice. Hidden talent. We got any hidden talent? Uh, Play the piano or something. I'm, I'm not too bad at singing. Oh. Yeah? Yeah, man. What? I'm not singing on here, though, so don't. <laughs> what type of singing is it, Tim? What type of singing is it? R&B, is it? Or is it a bit of soul? Anything, man. Anything. Anything. <laughs> anything. Yeah, man. Picture the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. What One meal for the rest of your life, what are you picking? One meal? Yeah, for the rest of your life, you only had one. I don't know, probably like Sunday roast or something. Yeah. You're going, you're going on a night out. You just mentioned you like a night out. What three QPR players are you taking with you? Oh. And why? I'm taking Jimmy. Jimmy Dunn. He's just hilarious. Like, that's my guy. Everyone says Jimmy. He's, he's, a, top, he's, a, he's a top guy still. I think Sinclair Armstrong would be a bit of a joker, though, on a night out. Yeah, he'd definitely be a joker. <laughs> nah, he, yeah, he is a joker, to be fair. Um... Ethan, because he's just vibes in it, lit guy. <laughs> Ethan, Jimmy, who else would I take? I'd probably take Jordan Archer. Yeah. yeah. He's he's just hilarious. He's crazy, man. I can't I, believe you, I can't believe he didn't take Unks for his moves on the dance floor. Nah, oh, <laughs> he's got some good moves to be fair. <laughs> Um, um, Tim, just quickly, uh, before before we let you go, I just wanted to quickly touch on Preston, um, the game and, and the build-up to it. It, fe- it felt like a team sort of let loose a little bit. Um, was was there instructions for that to happen? The build-up to the game, what you know, what what start, what what I guess made that because we started so well, and I just wondered, yeah. was that was that the instruction? Um, well, obviously, the gaffer gave us a good game plan, and we just stood to that, but. I think most of it was just us being fed up of like where we are, looking back and thinking like we should be higher than we are, and like just like just wanting to prove ourselves that we're good enough to you know go and win games. Like we could have been a couple of goals up in the first half, but you know the game ended one nil. But I don't think that was actually a true reflection of the game. You know what I mean? Like we should have won more than that. But I think that was just us, like just like. Let, like t- showing everyone how good we are and just like saying like we can do it like if we're at our best 
What's the, what's the what's the routine then you, for the Boxing Day game? Do you train Christmas Day or, or, or do you? Uh, nah, we're we're in on Christmas Eve, right. and and we have to report at the Cardiff Hotel for nine p.m. Right. Okay. So like, there's a um, coach coming leaving from London at six, but because I'm gonna be in Birmingham, I can just drive straight to the Cardiff Hotel. So yeah. I'm gonna say for Christmas you're gonna go back home, are you? Yeah. And then, yeah. yeah. Top man, man. Okay, we'll let we'll let you go. Thanks for joining us, um, and um, we hope you have a good Christmas and, and try and get that goal Boxing Day, mate. And um, <laughs> make make sure you have a great celebration when you get that goal, yeah. mate. Yeah, I get I get one I get one lined up. I work on it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I think we were saying you've got these centre midfielders on toast, mate, every week. So just just yeah, just keep doing yeah. what you're doing, mate. And um, yeah, have a good Christmas, bud. Thanks yeah, for joining us. Cheers for coming on, mate. Thanks, Tim. Yeah. Cool. Top lad there. Um, I think he's, I just, I think by the end of the season, I think he's going to be, I just think he's going to be our best player. I do. I think there's a, such a good player. And I know Doug, me and you have come to blows over him in, pre, in, in, like, in previous pods. But like, even like he said himself, he, he took the first like four or five games to get adjusted to the league. That's all I, my point was. Like he has to be consistent and make the step up. He has to put himself and into a game and control the midfield and he's doing it now like I've bought my ticket lads I'm on the Tim train literally like for me him and Sam Field is like a midfield like pair is just absolutely perfect because Sam Field sits holds does everything he needs to there, we, yeah when we get Steph back them, the them three blue. oh my days we get them three Tim Wolf, Tim Farin Chrissy Willock Ilias Chair back and a striker on loan in January um, <laughs> we'll be flying I thought Dazelle, it's a shame because I thought actually Andre Dazelle was excellent on Saturday. And, and you kind of get that yeah. from him every now and again. You'll get that where he just, he, the ball sticks to him. He's everywhere. He'll put a tackle in. It just Do doesn't think, happen enough, does it? It's just frustrating. because think that, that was the new manager bounce for Dazelle? Because you it happened at the start of build, didn't it? He was excellent. Yeah, that's what I mean. Um, it's kind of like, do you think he kind of falls out with managers a little bit? Or, or I, I just like, think with Andre, don't, we don't see. He, 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 he he, he, I don't want to be be disrespectful or because or, or, I do like him as a football player, but I just he, he, his passing is his best part of his game. And if he isn't doing that, or if he doesn't have the ball, I'm, it's difficult for him to influence football matches, which is difficult for him, isn't it? Because that's when he looks like he's not doing a lot, um, yeah. you know. So I think he's, yeah, um, but I think you're right. We need that Stephanie Hansen in there, don't we? I think that that three feels like a, a real good f- midfield three. Not sure. What you lads think? Yeah, no, it's the naturally the sooner we get Steph back and fit, the better. Like he was in such good form earlier in the season when he was uh, when he was fit. We've talked about on previous pods the difference between uh, this season and last season when he definitely wasn't fit. Um, it's just an unfortunate one at the moment. He, I could have sworn there was an interview before the Burnley game, where not with him, but with, I thought it was with. Chrissy Willock and he said something like Steph is back and even there was a video today where they were holding up the uh, like the whiteboard and I'm reading this into this a lot but like Steph was wearing he was basically wearing too many layers he can't have been training properly um, I mean he might start next week and I might have to eat my words and I hope I do but it didn't look as if he'd been training today so that's like oh, how much longer is that one going to go on for I was thinking this that we keep and it's frustrating thing about managers. Bill used to do it as well. 
they tell you that players are back and fit, but they don't. But fans want to know when they're going to be playing, not when they're fit to tr- kick a ball. We want to know yeah. when they're actually fit to play because it feels like it, I think it was Neil Critchley said we've got a couple back at the weekend, but we didn't have anyone back, did we? So uh, uh, do you know what I mean? Like Tyler Roberts is still out. Um, was it Stephanie Hansen, Liam Balligan, Amos. You've got Amos as well to, to come in that midfield. You know, we stick to Hansen in there. Amos, Dazelle, just going to struggle to get games, aren't they? Yeah. You say you've got Richards as well. Richards, that's a good that's one, Brad. Yeah. Is, is anyone worried that we're going to lose Tim in January? Like, do you think Villa could call him back? I think the same as FIFA led, isn't it? I think we, we, I that's think worrying because yeah. United want to sell Wamba Saka, don't they? Dallow's injured, isn't he? Yeah. It was interesting to see that obviously Critchley come in and he still put Dickie on the bench. Mm. Yes, that is interesting. Very. Obviously, what was your thoughts on? Do you think Critchley and Bill have had a chat? Do you think they've had a phone call and Bill said, "Look, this is this is what it's about. This is who who's good. This is who should be on the bench." Probably shouldn't tell him who's to go on the bench, but do you know what I mean? Do you think they've got that relationship? Well, obviously, we don't know. But... Personally, I think. That I would be surprised if that kind of conversation happened, because why would you take the advice of the ex-manager, like when he's any, he's any, he was any here what five months? Like, I don't know. Like, I just think like if that thing is if that's happening, that just I don't know. That makes me feel a bit uncomfortable. Like, why would you? I don't want him speaking to Bill. I don't want Bill to like <laughs> get in his head about players and stuff. He needs to come in and make his own mind up. Yeah, oh, that's made me really annoyed, Brad. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean. I wonder whether it's just a game, mate. Whether it, I can understand why Jimmy Dunn was in, in for the games that he was in, because you'd think that maybe they thought Ashley Barnes would be playing, Jay Rodriguez physical, Preston are quite a physical side. I don't know. I feel like maybe that might be the way of thinking, but no. I, I mean, I mean, for me, I'd have done on the team sheet over Dicky any week time of the week now because you've got Clark Sorter <laughs> there as well, but. Dickie as well is there's a player there, and it's just it was just interesting to see that Critchley did start him on the bench. Likewise, Bill, and and then again I noticed mid. When's mid? You know, he come on. I know mid come on, but would you not play mid over Unks, or am I being a bit harsh there? When the team sheet came out, after as considering Shadipo as will be our lone positive. Uh, Lone sign of positivity against Burnley. Um, I was surprised the Doma played over him. Then when you watch the game, I was like, okay, this is why managers know better than most fans <laughs> because he Doma was great, like very professional display. He didn't never really looked as if he was blowing, which in a lot of games at home he does look like that. Um, so yeah, and naturally, I think it's a it's an easier thing for managers to go back to a more experienced option um, all the time as well. But Let Ethan Laird, didn't he? It, it enabled him to get forward because Ox was sitting in. A yeah. Bit. So when you've got Shadipo out there, it, 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 he's, I don't know, he's a bit more of a tap minded, isn't he? He's not going to come back and fill in the right back, is he? Whereas. Um, yeah, well, obviously, Ox has been playing wing back, hasn't he? So he's kind of used to maybe just holding back and covering that section anyway. But I mean, the problem is, yeah. like, Critch needs to come and see some of these players, doesn't he? That's probably why some of them are getting minutes when we were surprised with certain substitutions and people starting, like George Thomas starting. 
the other week. Like it's purely obviously of get players' minutes and see what they can do in front of the manager. Because yeah. he hasn't got any preseason game, does he? We haven't got a preseason. He's got to try and judge these players on ten minutes here, fifteen minutes there. I think Thomas could be a one in January, to be honest. It annoys me these fringe players. I've got a bit of a rant about it. I just feel like some of them not not I I get why they're in the squad and I get why, you know, but do they not want to play minutes? Do they not want to like Shadipo's been about for years and years? It's just not happening. It won't happen. It hasn't happened. I think there's someone there is a player there, but I just don't think we've got enough time to give it, him the minutes to be able to get it out of him. You've got Nico Hamelainen, you know, you've you know, who else have we got? George Thomas, Macaulay Bond, um, even Osman kind of falls in it, maybe sort of in and out a little bit. But these players. Should we not be looking to move these players on? Because we keep relying on them because we keep getting these injuries or we keep needing them. But they're just, they weren't good enough last year. They weren't good enough five years ago. Do you know what I mean? Is anyone with me or am I being harsh? Well, I think if I, yeah, go on, Brad. Go on, Chris. Say, if we take Shadipo as an example, if, let's say we got uh, moved him on in January, then uh, Cheryl Willett were out for a few games. What are your options to play in those positions? I'm not saying Chidipo is a 10. I'm saying now if Critchley wants to play those two wider, like he did against Preston, then I'll be going, right, that's a Doma or that's a Taylor Richards, Roberts, fitness 50-50. Is it basically, like, it might just be easier to keep a Chidipo because he's wide man and What do look- you do though? It's great in being there. It's great that he can play wide. It's great that he can take a player on, but but... But what does he actually do? He hasn't. I, I just. I'm struggling to. Whenever he gets in a good position, it's a bit like George Thomas. They sort of. I mean, I might be clinging on to this Burnley game, <laughs> 45 minutes that was actually an easy game to come into because yes, we were it could playing get any rubbish. Worse. So it's it's good. It's easy to look a good player because he was like, look, I want the ball and I'm going to be attacking. I'm just going to get out my man. Like basic yeah. stuff. If we were one all. And like you're needing more intricate things, obviously it's different game state. But um, I mean, even when he came on, and he was doing well. I said to my mate, I was like, "Oh, this is this is that player I saw against Fulham away in about 2016, where he put that, <laughs> yeah. uh, where he did well for the game that Silla scored last minute." And yeah, I'm clinging on to 45 minutes and <laughs> one game years ago. Um, but but does this just does this just not give you a slight answer of promotion? Obviously. We, we all want to get promoted, all of our QPR fans, but we haven't got good enough fringe players there and the experienced good players we've got there, we can't keep fit. So are we asking for too much promotion, you know? Because well, you've got fair play, I get it. And you, you, know, you need to have a squad, you need to have these fringe players. I get that. But these are fringe players that have been fringe players for four, four five, six years. And they, they come in, they've not been good enough. We keep saying they're not good enough. They're not going to change. New manager comes in, looks at them, thinks maybe they're good enough. Keeps them on, or I, I don't know, but I just feel like I it don't comes know. down to budget as well, doesn't it? Bring I know, it. But, but these players should want to move on. Maybe Let we, there's players that young players that are out there that we can take a gamble on. That that I don't know that, that might be able to offer something. I don't know. You're right. We might lose one or two, but you know, like Paul Smythe, for example, he's doing really well, isn't he? Like, but we just couldn't give him the minutes to get him to that where he is. He was also doing really well a level down. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Two like, levels that's down. That, yeah, two levels down. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. In that's, two, that's, yeah. that's the difference. Like, exactly. 
even Shadipo, like, he did all right last year. Was it uh, Sheffield Wednesday? Was that in yeah. League One last year? Did okay. Maybe that's his level. This is the problem. Bon scored goals for Ipswich last year. That's obviously his level. They're not good enough for the championship. Six in like, the we... league. We're top end of the championship. We're not bottom. We're not exactly. fighting for relegation. Exactly. Yeah, you say that though, but it's three points from fifth to eleventh. You know, we're sixth in the league, but it's still so close up there. Mm. Agree. But you know, I think this is what probably a lot of teams in this league could have the same conversation as us outside of that top six that, or the top. I, I want to say like a stereotypical top six, like the teams who have got a lot of money, the West Brom and Middlesbrough who will likely finish definitely top 10, probably finish, both finish above us. Like West Brom are now looking ridiculous, yeah. as you would expect. They've got a ridiculous, ridiculous. squad. They've got loads yesterday. of money. Well, they haven't it's, got money actually, but they've... Um, yeah. yeah, like Jed Wallace, John Swift, um, DK out front, like they're ridiculous. They've been massively underperforming. And whereas, yeah, loads of teams in this league would be like, our starting 11 is good. And what we've got below that isn't. I just think we're just another one in the mix, really. We've got to have a team that gets not lucky, but keeps a consistent 11 and then can be, have their chance at the playoffs, basically. I think like, like we say every podcast, I know I've missed the last few, but Willock and Chair, we just need to keep them both on form. But Willock's, Willick, to me, still doesn't look fit. I don't know what your thoughts are on that. I mean, he looked tired at Preston. Um, so, yeah. But is there no players there that critically will attract? You know, like Bill's obviously attracted these players that we've got now. Is there none there that critically will attract that we think is good enough to be in the squad? Well, it might be, but is anybody on a free, I guess? Yeah, or exactly. alone? The thing is, like, every manager's got the contacts, haven't they? Like Richie was at the Liverpool under 18s or 21s, wherever it was. So there's players probably in Liverpool's academy he might know of that he thinks could come and do a job. Do you, do you know mean again? Work, do you reckon he worked with that? Is it? Oh, I can't think of his name. Elijah saying in it. Do you reckon he worked with him because Bill brought him in, didn't he? Victor Bonner. Yeah. Yeah, possibly, mate. I mean, he, he hasn't really got a look in yet. I know he's young, but. If he hasn't got a, good, got a look in now and we've got Amos and Johansson coming back, it makes it difficult to feel where he will get a look in, doesn't it? Um, but same with Richards, I think. It's their kind of Beal signings. Richards was very much a Beal signing, wasn't he? And and um, he looked at, it looks like there's a player there, but it's just whether... I'm still not too sure where his best position is and where he fits in to a sort mm. of 4-3-3. I don't, I don't know. So I, I don't know whether Critchley's thinking that as well. I'm not sure, but we de- we're desperate for a striker. I was, I'm just before um, be- before Tim came on, I was saying that we d- we should have really been out of sight, shouldn't we? And I know Dykes did okay, and he always does okay, but we just need someone to score, don't we? Like every other week, or even every once every three like three games, we just really don't have that. I don't know where McCauley Bond is. See, the problem Claire is Armstrong's not getting games. Tyler Roberts is not is injured. The problem isn't it with every team who gets promoted, they have somebody in that team or squad who gets fifteen plus goals. We haven't got anyone at the minute who's going to be doing that. Uh, like Willock's not hitting the same form. Obviously, we don't know how Elias is going to come back after the World Cup. Like it could have been them too, but with the break, it just it's a massive. I think January is a massive window for us for our expectations. I feel if we go out and make some moves and try and do some action, like some business, then that shows we're going to push for it. 
if we don't, then I think the club are settling for another year in the championship next year. Well, I definitely think we're going to bring a striker, and that's that. I think that's a dumb, dumb thing we have to. I mean, where the Corley bodies? But if we, if we lose Ethan Led, then we've got to strengthen there for sure. And while I like to say if Tim does go in January, he gets recalled back, then we have, we're we're quite strong. That's probably our strongest part of the team, isn't it? Centre of the park. So we'll we'll probably be all right because you've got the likes of Steph, Bill, Johansson. So yeah, it's definitely definitely a striker we need hundred percent. Right, lads. What I was going to do I was going to do a let's. It, it, it might be easier than it sounds in my head, but let's do an eleven with first half of the season. Our sort of main eleven. Who we who we think? So obviously keeper. Yeah. Only the He's only played so scored Any a goal down. as well. But just quickly. Is that how, how... Obviously, like fullbacks speak for themselves. I think centre back could be a bit of a. We might have to debate this a little bit. Yeah, they were the two names that I not struggled with. Basically, I filled in the, the entire team and then went back to centre backs. <laughs> I think you'd go Leon and Clark Salter, but people would go Clark Salter and Dunn. Yeah, I'd go Dunn. I'd go Jimmy and Clark. I went Dunn and her Balligan. I think all four <laughs> of us have named a different two. Different pairing. I think that kind of sums well, it up. Well, it sums it up think, why Dickie's not been playing, doesn't it? He's not in any yeah. of our. No, no one said Dickie, yeah. No, and, and... I would have chucked him in just to annoy my uncle, to be honest. <laughs> 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 Look, I think we've already touched on with the midfield three picks itself with uh, Tim, Sam, and Steph. Yeah, easily. I can't see anyone then, else breaking into those three. And then it'll just be Willock. And chair, but we'd, you'd have to go Dykes. I mean, I've, we're all sat here now thinking, oh, I don't want to pick Dykes, but we think you'd have to go Dykes. Yeah, I put our joint top scorer on my team of the team of the season so far. Uh, yeah, like, we, yeah, there's no other. We don't I have another proper Armstrong to hit it off. I just want him to get a no. goal. Yeah, I want him more minutes. I want to get him on the pitch. It feels like we're just, we're, oh. but there's pressures of the games, isn't it? So it's difficult to just throw in a youngster, but. Just feel like sometimes he can cause a bit of havoc. We started the game against Cardiff at home, so in my in my weird mind, that makes more sense. He'll play Cardiff away. <laughs> <laughs> no, that is weird. Yeah. So do, you, do you think he's just going to stick with same team, Critchley Boxing Day? Obviously, yeah. well, you don't change a winning team, do you? Don't change a winning team, but Not away from home. We're away do from you, home. Do you think he he could change it up a bit because he's still not getting to know the players? So would you be surprised if well obviously a dome is going to I don't think Chair's going to be back, is he? Boxing. I think he'd be back, but I don't think he's going to be straight in the team. I think we'll see maybe Chair get some minutes off the bench. Yeah, I'm not even sure he'll be in the squad. I don't know. He's not back until tomorrow, is he? Did Tim say so? Yeah, Tim said possibly tomorrow. So I don't know. He's a pretty fit lad, isn't he? He might be in the yeah. squad. Yeah, he hasn't he hasn't played did he? Only played what 45 minutes. So. Cool, and that was a bit easier than I thought there, really, just the centre-backs. But um, what about um, player of the season so far? I've I've just got it written down here, Kenneth Powell. Um, not too sure. Ooh, that is a shout, Ooh, to be fair. That's a shout. Signing of the season, maybe, so far. I still I've, I've, got him, I've got him player of the season. I think, I don't know. Well, I'll, I'll see your Kenneth Powell and I'll raise you Sam Field. Oh, you took mine. You took mine. Oh, oh, yeah. Sam Field, he's been so good for us. I mean, you could even put Ethan Laird in there to a degree. 
I know, but he's a loan signing, and I don't want to fall in love with a loan signing again. He, he looked like a man. He had a really good, really, really good first 30 minutes at the weekend. He was yeah. excellent. So wonder whether he knows there's a sniff of him going back on loan or something. I don't know. Maybe that's a cynical part of me. Don't know. The run he had in the first half where he like went past several players and got into the box and then, I mean, shocking effort that got blocked. It was going yeah. miles wide. But if that had flown in, oh. oh. It's mad that none of us even had a thought about chair there, to be honest. I know he's been away at the World Cup, but I still think he's been putting a shift in week in, week out for us. Oh. Can't believe it's it's fair, it's about fair it. shout. Yeah, I think there's probably in a, like, Field has been ridiculous, I think, near enough every game all season. There's probably an element of sort of recency bias that when we play the bad run we were on, you look to players like Field. Um, because obviously Willick and Chair have still been excellent this season. But still, I mean, the fact that Willick obviously missed games, I think you'd still put Field number one. For me, anyway. So if I, if I asked you before we go then, who... Who do you think, right, this is your player, you think won't be at us in January? Macaulay Bond. You're going Bond. I'm just probably going to go on an easy one and say Thomas, to be honest. <laughs> Doug? I reckon, I, I've, I've got, a, I don't know, I've got a feeling we're going to lose either Laird or Tim. Yeah, but you've got to give one, mate. I didn't ask you for two. <laughs> I'm gonna say Tim. Tim. Yeah, I've got a feeling Eva Laird could be gone. To be honest, um, that that him and uh, if Nico have a line still at the football club, I'll, I'll be very <laughs> surprised. I don't know. I think he's on like a hundred year contract, isn't he? What did we give him a couple of? Years? So it's still twenty twenty four, I think. Oh, why would he leave still, when you're giving him? Can that? still remember the graphic that they put up. Unless we, um, unless we get ten or fifteen million for Dickie. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if someone comes in for chair, though. Um, I don't know if it'll be enough, but I wouldn't be surprised if some clubs sort of tickle the water and put in a couple of bids just to see where we're at. Um, not sure. Foreign clubs maybe as well. Yeah. Really us. Um, obviously, well, we've obviously touched on the fact that we need a striker in January. Anywhere else you think we need to strengthen? Right, right back. If Ethan Laird gets a knock and he, or he does go, then it's definitely a right back for me. We need a full back. We need a full back that can play left and right oh, back. Yeah. Yeah. And just someone else up top. I don't know who, I don't know where, I don't know what. Just not, <laughs> not a striker, but I mean like someone who can fit, just someone Ooh. else that can fill in up there. You know, like a, there you go. I know it's Jamie Patterson, but someone who can fill in on the wings and then fill in number 10. He can play up front, play in all four. Controversial opinion coming in. For me, I would quite happily terminate Roberts's loan deal and use the money elsewhere to get someone else in. I don't think he's done enough. I think he's been injured too often. I feel like it's just we're wasting however much on his wages. It's going to be quite a lot. I think we could be using that to get somebody else in who could actually probably play more than one every four games. It is one I'd be really keen to know the percentage we're paying of those wages because is it one where Jesse Marsh has gone, to be honest with you, you're not going to play for me, so you can go somewhere else and then like we might be paying 20% of his wages. Obviously, that could still be quite a lot for us. And yeah, that money could go a long way, but maybe it's not as much as we possibly think. But I'm with you. I wouldn't be like, wouldn't be crying if that tweet came out kind of thing. Uh, maybe um, let's see where we are mid-Jan. 
See if he's played any more games and take it from there. There's definitely a player there, though, if he stays fit. Yeah, but he just isn't, though. And we've got too many of the players like that. Like, Chrissy Willock, he's he's such a wonderful talent, but he's just struggling. He's not been himself since the injury. We've rushed him back, and he still wasn't himself the last couple of games. Had a bad injury, though, hasn't he? That's what I mean, but... Like if he's injury, he is injury prone. Roberts is injury prone. Like yeah. Dykes isn't firing. We need someone up there who's going to play week in, week out, and potentially grab us a goal every other game. Yeah. All right, lads. We'll we'll leave it there. Thanks for coming, joining on, and um, have a good Christmas. And let's yeah. hope we can get his old boxing day. Exactly. Good have a good Christmas as well to all the listeners. Thanks great for listening. Yes. Yeah, it's been a great year for us. Keep listening. We've got more to come next year. And um, up the hours. Yours. Yours. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.